Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the GH Report, we deal with Kiki's murder, Griffin being framed for that murder, Ryan getting closer to Ava, and Oscar finally getting treatment. We'll talk about all that and more next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, baby! Look at that! It's been two long weeks since I we've know, seen you right, right on the GH Report. We've missed you. It's been a minute. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the GH Report. This is the show where you break down all the latest goings-ons there in Port Charles, that sleepy little New York community. There you go. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. Uh, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, of course, Carla's got her iPad running, which means the chat is up and running. So I know you're already in there sharing your thoughts and your opinions. Keep doing that. Keep commenting. Uh, about General Hospital uh, in, in general or this week's episodes in particular. Let me give a shout out, a roll call shout out. Duke to Dulaman, Johnny Hayden, Joe Costanzo, Kelly Public Cover, Annie Cohen, um, Amy Carluzzo. Um, let's see, let's see. I said Annie Cohen. K Coco Candy, Michael B. What's up, Michael B.? Um, and I think that's, and Sam Pibbon, Daisy Flower 40. Welcome, welcome. Thank y'all. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, now, Carla, before we dive into the, the past couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, why don't I just ask you what you thought of the uh, the past couple weeks in general? In general? Yeah. Um, I was, I was, I was not surprised because we had discussed here about um, who the next murder victim was going to be. So that was kind of cool. But, but the way they kind of took that character out was was a little odd but the first you know those weeks leading up to holidays are always a little slow because they drag they usually drag the holidays out over a couple of days or a week they didn't drag thanksgiving out this year like they normally do they usually drag it out for like a week they kind of like hit it and quit it this year so i was like okay but it was it was pretty interesting it was a little more um a little more interesting than it had been in the last month or so i would say it was interesting seeing them kind of still deal with a little bit of thanksgiving after the long weekend too like (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was All like, right. y'all still talking about turkey? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> y'all still talking about dressing in pizza Sounds at the quarter mains? All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is nice to see the next step in Ryan's storyline. So to keep going there and how it affects everybody. But I was interested in the way that things were setting up. I mean, we knew uh, that uh, Haley Aaron was leaving the show. So we knew that was happening. But there's part of me like, oh, are they trying to kind of play with this and maybe eliminate Sasha? Because it seemed like at a couple points. Yeah, I remember you saying yeah. that for a minute. And I, w- I knew Sasha wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. I pretty much thought Haley was going to be the one to go. <laughs> she kinda, It was funny, though, because what was funny to, and interesting in watching her the last couple of episodes is she was just so light and fluffy. The last couple of episodes, especially that last scene that she did with, with Griffin, yeah. she was very light and fluffy. I'm like, oh, my girl is like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to be like light and fluffy because I know I'm about to be up out of here. But, you know, whenever they do something like that to somebody, I'm always interested to know, like, how how uncomfortable must it be to be the body in the, ba- in the body bag? 
Well, it looks like Haley did not do that at all because we never saw her actually in it. No, we didn't. But sometimes they do. Yes. We didn't with her, but sometimes they do. And when I saw that, I was like, ooh, how uncomfortable and claustrophobic must that be? That must be crazy. Yeah, it was interesting that we did not see the uh, the actual reveal of her in the body bag to Ava. She might have been gone by then, I think, yeah. by but the time they shot that. Interesting why, why at what points that, that directors or producers will think, we want to see the actual person in the body bag for that emotional reveal. Right. Or we want to just, we're going to shoot it in a way where you don't actually need the actress there. We can just get a little hint of her hair and that's enough for well, us. Well, for a minute, I wasn't sure that they were actually going to show her face. Because when she was laying in the bed, they didn't show her face for the longest time until Griffin came in the room and discovered her. And then they flipped her over and then we saw it was her. Because sometimes they kill people on them soaps and you never see their face. Like that first time they tried to off Faison. We didn't see his face for the longest time. We didn't see his body and then when they actually showed his face, even when they showed his face and even when they showed the stitches down his body, I'm like, he is going to pop up off that table. <laughs> like, I was convinced he's going to pop up off that table. It's about to be a wrap. But yeah, I was, that's all, whenever they, whenever someone is killed off of a soap, it's always interesting to me for the actor playing those scenes, how that, how they could, how they have to be still, like what kind of discipline or what do they tell themselves to be still and not have the audience see their chest moving up and down. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's always, that is always an interesting thing where, and I'm sure it's a lot of working with the director uh, where they're saying, all right, yeah, the camera sees you now, so just hold your breath as much as you can. All right, we've moved off you. We've panned away so you can breathe if you need to. But I still would be like, that's just, it just seems so extremely challenging to me. I don't know. Well, let's dive in because that is certainly, I feel like, the uh, the hottest story point right now yes. here on the show. And let me just give a shout out, a big ups and a whoop, whoop, whoop to Miss Mara West who played Ava. Honey, that scene where she breaks down over that body bag, it made me cry. I don't cry at soap operas, but I boohooed at that. She acted her buns off. It was, she's she's fierce anyway. And I've said that here numerous times. I really love watching her because she, she's, she has made a character on General Hospital that could have easily been one dimensional. Very, so very layered and multifaceted and interesting to watch that I really appreciate her. Kudos to, uh, I think it's Mark Teschner that does the casting over there. Kudos to him for casting her because she is the ish. She's everything. And when you think about it, she did not have Haley there to interact with in that That's scene. That's what I'm saying. She brought it, she, I mean, just looking at whatever it was. She were, And had to do it more than once because she did it with the body bag and then she had to do it again when she woke up the next day thinking she had dreamed it. And then Kevin slash Ryan was there going, and she was like, Kiki, and he's like, no, she's still, she's gone. And he was, yeah. I said, oh, girl. It, what's going to be interesting now is to see how she comes out of that. It, uh, it is interesting to see. Well, we see Ava uh, with her sting of Sasha go backfire on her. Mm-hmm. As almost always when Ava tries to make a move mm-hmm. on something, it ends up blowing up in her face. <laughs> But uh, Sasha called her out too. Yeah. The way Sasha called her out, she was like, "Keep me out of your stuff. Like whatever this mess is you got going on, you need to keep me out of it. I don't need to be bothered with that." And she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, "Oh, girl." Please. Oh yeah, she will. Ava will not give <laughs> she it will up. Deny she will deny within yes. an inch of her life. Because I admit, at first, it seems so weird to me that Ava, uh, when Sasha kind of gives her like, "Hey, don't get me involved in your business," and leaves her that. That Ava then just happens to go and and drug her soup. I was like, "What is going on with you, Ava?" Which okay, wait, let's just let's just dial her back. When she did that, I thought, 
oh, girl, have you not learned nothing from <laughs> yes. the past? When she did that, I'm like, what are they doing to my girl, Mara West? They got her repeat shenanigans. Because all that reminded me of is when she put she switched um, Morgan's medication. That's what it reminded me of. She didn't switch medication, but she's putting stuff in other you know people's food to like give them the Mickey. I'm like, oh, girl, what are you doing? Like, is it really that important for you to, to not see... Like it's so amazing to me how very well she's playing that emotion of jealousy. Oof. Like she's taking jealousy to a whole nother level where it's just like it's almost borderline serial killer level. It like is. it's crazy. Because I mean, she is in this spot where I mean Kiki I mean Kiki has been and yet she feels like she is so much more wounded just and offended. Victim. Yeah. Just, I'm like, girl, stop playing the victim. But I'm really, I'm my. They have piqued my interest. I really want to see how this is going to play out. Now they're trying to make it look like she's going to come for Griffin because they're trying to set it up that that Griffin is the person that did it. But we know that's going to last all of two seconds. They're going to figure out that is not the case. What I like is that we get to see uh, Ava Coldcock Griffin with that bottle of champagne, baby. And I wanted to see the scene. I wish. That, why do they leave this part out of it? Of Ava trying to get Griffin into that bed because oh like, they did. <laughs> you know, it was, was like so one minute she popped him upside the head, the next minute. And he was just in the bed. I love how they showed her throwing the clothes around her. She was like, like, like she was dropping cherries. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? You were doing way too much in that moment. I just cannot. I cannot. What else? It was something else that happened with that that I wanted to talk about, too. And it is always so convenient that a person you knock out happens to wake up at just the right moment for when the person that you don't want, that, that you're waiting to get, get, catch them, comes in the room. Like, oh, what? Oh, and then what? Kiki comes in. Yeah. I just... I. I, and again, her, Kiki's death is going to be really interesting because it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out because Griffin just found out he was reinstated at GH as a doctor, which he was really excited about. Him and Kiki were planning to go away for the holiday just to get out of Port Charles and away from the madness and away from her mother. And now her mother is you know, walking around with one eye open thinking that Griffin is the one that killed her daughter. What's going to happen when she finds out is Kevin slash Ryan. That's what I cannot wait. Or is she going to be, or is she going to be the one that rolls over on him? Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Since he killed her daughter. I know, but then, I mean, certainly Ryan killed her daughter for sure. But Ava let the ball, I mean, if she hadn't let her jealousy get to her and do all this stuff. Yeah. Cause then she made, remember she made that comment. She made that comment where she said, um, he said, Oh, I'm so glad you didn't leave town. And she was like, well, you know, I don't know how much longer I can stay here because, you know, I can't st- I can't stand to see Griffin and, and Kiki throwing their relationship in my face. She said, it'd be, <laughs> she said it'd be better if I was gone or if she was gone. And his face Ugh. when she says, or if she was gone, I said, oh, girl, you just killed your daughter. Yep. What I, I did like, though, that from Ava's point of view, that they're throwing that relationship in her face. Like yeah, like they're just like they, they're, like, like Kiki is just coming and throwing her boobs in your face. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Griffin is like whipping you with his stuff. Like, girl, come on, get your life. It is not that serious. Oh. I cannot. Like they run over to her and just camp outside Ava's uh, condo. <laughs> so when she opens up, then they start making out. Like yeah, I can't stand look at you. us grinding on the wall and carrying on. Ugh. They that little trio, that whole little scenario is the most interesting thing on General Hospital right now. It's it the most interesting storyline there. It, I'm excited when they come on the screen. I'm like, ooh, what's going to happen next? But we see Ryan uh, finally in, in, in go for the the kill, so to speak, with Ava. 
lets her know how she how he feels about her. They start making out. Laura walks in on him. Oh, that was sad. Yeah. Ooh, and Jeannie Francis did put her foot in that scene too. Yes. Ooh, I'm. I love salty Jeannie Francis. I kind of love salty, spicy Laura. She's, yes. She's lovely. I love her a lot. It it will be interesting to see. I'll be curious to see which one finds out first that Ryan is really Kevin, whether it's Ava or it's Laura. It's going to be Laura. And I, I, I'm hoping Laura just gets some nice meaty stuff to sink her teeth into about this. It's going to be Laura. It'll be Laura. Or maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be Laura and Felicia together. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with Felicia. There, in fact, we'll talk about that a little later on the show about mm-hmm. uh, potential Felicia things. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and, uh, what uh, was but, uh, what, uh, Oh, wait, wait. wait, okay. wait look, uh, there's one other thing I have to bring this up. So there was that moment where before all of this happened, where Ryan was flirting with Ava. <laughs> And he literally said to her he was craving a Bloody Mary. I cannot. Look at him I go. cannot. Uh, so after uh, Brian and Ava, you know, they decided to get the freak on. As much I love John Lindstrom. He's awesome. He's doing great stuff here as Ryan. I know he's excited to be able to kind of revisit that character as well. But I will say that watching that love scene between <laughs> Ryan and Ava was uncomfortable that was not uh, a sexy one at all, and she looked uncomfortable. Yes, she looked uncomfortable. Especially there was that scene where he was kissing on her neck, and she looked a little. And like, I don't know if she, if it was on purpose for her character to look uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Because of the situation that this is going down in, like she just saw his wife come up to him and blast him out, and now she' about to get it on. But that didn't. And that's the other thing. I'm like, Ava ain't got no pride. She just don't have no pride at all. Like, you saw his wife bust him out, bust you out, and you still going to get busy after all of that? She but, just ain't got no shame. Just none. But I also think from Ava's point of view, here's a, here's a man that is putting her first. She's not being kicked to the side like supposedly Griffin did by choosing Kiki over her. It's like somebody, no, 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 Ava, you or somebody I want over anybody else. So I could see Ava falling for that and even seeing, even having Lori walk in still is like, no, no, he's picking me over everybody else. Yes. Ava is way too thirsty for me. She's just too thirsty. But that love scene was just so awkward. It, yeah. It, 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 it's, yeah. I agree with you on that. It and, was a little, let me see what they said in for the chat me, room. Like, also I'm trying to think, well, it's Ryan who's been cooped up in a sanitarium for the longest time as well, too. So it's been the first time that he's gotten himself busy with women. So maybe he's just a little rusty as well, but it just looked... Ooh, which props to John Lindstrom. If that is actually his thought process mm-hmm. in this too, all props to that because it played like it was like, oh, this is awkward to watch. Oh, and then and then there was that moment where what what did she say? Oh, when they were they were um Kevin was sitting or Ryan was sitting in um Charlie's pub where Laura had asked him to come so she could talk to him and he was like well, you know, I'd rather talk when Spencer's not around. He is scared to death of Spencer because he knows Spencer's a smart cookie and Spencer might be the one to figure out who he is. Maybe he'll try to off Spencer. Maybe that's why Spencer came back. Yeah, <laughs> so somebody well, could kill Spencer. I don't know. I'm I'm grasping at straws. I'm <laughs> grasping at straws. Uh, we do see, though, uh, you know, of course, as with all great romances, you know, there's the nice little, like, you know, nice moment of tenderness between them. I think Griffin leaves and we just get to see Ryan show up at Kiki's door. And the next thing we find her that she's already dead in, in the haunted star. You know, I'm really glad they saved us the drama of seeing him kill her. I didn't need to see that. No, and they've done that in terms and of both killing. And they did that killing. with Mary. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. 
Like I wouldn't, I didn't need to see him chopping off heads either. So I'm really glad that they saved the blood and the gore and just left it up to one's imagination. You know, it. it, it I mean, wondering is that it just this more of a sign of the the day we uh, the times that we are in now as opposed to when Ryan was on his first killing spree back in the '90s. A little bit more was seen in terms of what he what he was doing. Probably, I would say so. But wait, let me dial it back just a minute. How about when when um, <laughs> when Jordan and Curtis found the body? I thought, damn, you can't even get your honeymoon night on after all the drama they went through to get married. That and get a walk in and find the body. It was interesting. I mean, Ryan uh, loves to put on a spectacle, and so I know he likes to put the bodies on display in a place, where, in, and it's always in a place where he knows all of Port Charles will be. Yes, right. So that that begs to 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 make you wonder, well, where, what's the next event that's coming up? Christmas. That's true, and it seems like all, it's been Halloween, it's been Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas is coming around. So uh, like, they're saying that they think Carly's going to be next. Are they saying Carly? Uh, it will be Carly. Yeah, everybody's saying they think it's going to be Carly. If it get, you know, you know, if Carly is being targeted, that means the story is getting close to being wrapped up. Mm. Because uh, anything, oh no, then they said they said it'll be someone we don't care about, like Valerie. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be cold, some, y'all. Well, but that's sadly the case. It's a it, we're you're only going to see one of the big names get targeted as it's getting close to the end of the storyline, and then you're going to really ramp up the Jeopardy, and then they're going to get saved at the last second. And then they also said, Tommy Osini says, imagine Spencer telling everyone that Kevin is actually Ryan and no one believes him. Could you imagine nobody believing Spencer? But I would, I feel like that is something he could say, and Laura, she may say it at the moment, but it would definitely stick in her head, because Kevin has been acting, to her, Kevin's been acting so weird. Well, she said, she said in, in one of the last couple of episodes, she's like, I don't know who that person is, but that is not the person I married. And something is definitely up. And she's like intent on finding out what it is. She is not. She she is not withering away into the background by any stretch of the imagination. She's like, you are being Trey Shade. I'm not having it. And I'm going to get to the bottom of this if it kills me. Literally. I will give it up, though, for Ryan, because he is an expert at picking locks, uh, sneaking bodies onto boats. Because he gets in the lit. I'm like, where are the security cameras? Don't nobody like that. Made me laugh out loud. I'm like, the haunted star don't have no security cameras after the last thing that happened there. Like, really, y'all ain't got no security cameras now for real? You would think that that would be the first thing people would look at. I can't. I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, (laughs) But but we see that he does set up our boy Griffin for the murder, and uh, conveniently, you know, tucking away the the knife in a uh, in a blanket or whatever stuck away in the closet. And for some reason, everybody's buying into this. Well, they're going, they're buying into it because of, because of the evidence that they had. Like they said that the forensic, the forensics lab ran the knife and said it was definitely Kiki's blood. And they know that the knife came from um, Griffin's house or his kitchen. I think they found his fingerprints or something on the knife or, or something oh, knife. on the handle yeah. of the knife. And so, and then there's the, the pashmina, the white pashmina with the blood on it. That is obviously Kiki's blood. Like the evidence is pointing directly at him. And they don't have, I mean, and it seems to, the thing that's odd to me is that they seem to forget that that's what happened the last time too. Like, are they not paying attention to the signs between the two cases that all of the signs pointed toward Carly and it wasn't Carly. All the signs are pointing toward Griffin. But the only problem with Griffin is that because Griffin was not at that wedding the whole time, he was in and out and was, and kept asking everybody about Kiki. It makes people think 
or come to the conclusion that maybe they had a fight and he killed her accidentally. It, uh, That's how they're trying to set it up anyway. Yeah, and I feel like once Sasha gets a chance to tell the story about how Ava drugged her and what happened with Kiki and Griffin. It'll be a wrap. Yeah. I think that's going to be enough to get the suspicion off of Griffin yeah. uh, until our next target. But uh, So we have that storyline going on, and we'll be seeing it the, the next uh, weeks as we get ready for I'm sorry, uh, Kiki's memorial and things like that leading up uh, to some more drama. But yes. uh, we get to see uh, the news being disseminated. So we get to see Scotty breaking it to uh, Franco and Elizabeth. Yeah, and then we see um, Carly getting a phone call and her telling Sonny. Um, and then there's that moment where Griffin, they're trying to find Griffin. They think he's made a run for it, and he's actually telling Ava. Yeah. That was hard to watch. You got a nice slap. <laughs> that, yes. was, that was hard to watch. But the, thing, but the thing that was interesting to me about that is that, okay, so Kevin is there half-dressed. Like, did that not cross Griffin's mind when he walked through the door? To get a little distracted, go wait. But hold up, who, why is he? Like, why is he up in here tucking in his shirt? Like, yeah. what you doing? There you go. Uh, we do get to see at least a little bit of uh, Marcus on Ryan, as they seem like Kiki would have fought back. Mm, so we get to see that little wrist, scene. Yeah, and he pulls his shirt yeah. down. I'm like, oh, okay. But we, it is interesting to see. Like, it looks like Ryan is trying to push Kiki, or excuse me, Ava, to the point of actually murder. Mm. Like she wants, she wants him to murder Griffin, and then it's like, yes. Let's do this. We're murderers. Let's be in on this together. Yeah, I, I feel like he he keeps encouraging, because he keeps saying, give in to those urges, give in to those urges, and he keeps saying that in different ways. So I think you're right. I think you're onto something with that. He is kind of like pushing her in that direction. And, and part of me kind of, like, I don't know, part of me kind of wants to see what would happen if they were like, you know, team serial killer. I don't know. It's kind of fascinating Are in you- a really sick kind of way. Are you uh, disappointed or you don't really care uh, about, like, the lack of Felicia in the storyline? Because a lot was made up at the beginning about, hey, we're doing these stories. And so Felicia was kind of name-checked a lot and you'd see her. But we really haven't seen her much since then. Do you mind that or no? Part of me doesn't mind it because I feel like there's only so much of Felicia that Ryan can see before he'll snap and listen to her. You know, talk about how lucky she is to get away from him before he'll snap. Like, he snapped when he heard... He he was always lurking when Kiki would be talking to Griffin about her mom, right? Talking about how her mother was getting on her nerves, blah, 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 blah. Or they would be talking about her together. And then he was lurking that last time when Ava finally said, or if she wasn't here. And he was like, oh, let me... It's almost like, you know how a cat will kill something and then bring it to the owner is like a reward? That's kind of like it was, like when, when Patricia was here talking about the head situation. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like he's doing stuff to go, look what I did. Don't you love me more now? I'm like, no, fool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't nobody love you for taking a human life? Mm-mm. And as much but, as I'm not a fan of Ava, you have to sympathize with somebody that has left uh, when a, a loved one is taken away and you've kind of your relationship at the last time you saw them was in a really bad spot. I know. I I. I let me tell you, I felt for her. I did. I felt I felt her pain. I felt her pain. It was just it was heartbreaking. It really was. But then remember a couple of weeks ago they were <laughs> they Jordan actually called uh Kevin into the office saying that she wanted him to help the PCPD catch the killer. I'm like, "Oh my god, how dumb could you be?" He's done a great job of uh, putting himself everywhere that he can be to have a finger on the investigation. Cuz now he's messed with her. Right. So mm-hmm. 
she's going to have to come. So, cause now she's had this conversation with him saying, can you help us try to catch this killer? Now he's put the body right in her realm at her wedding while she's in her wedding dress. So now she's going to come to him and go, we have this situation that happened in my wedding. Do you think you could help? And she's contaminating the crime scene, bringing Griffin in, letting him fall all over the bed. I'm like, <laughs> and then you're going to arrest him. Like it was just, that whole situation was just ridiculous. Like I get you wanting to like let a brother see his girl, but come on now. It's a crime scene. You got him walking in, got him walking in with the pashmina, dropping the pashmina on the floor, picking it back up, taking it out of the room. It's just a lot. Well, but I, I'll give it up for Valerie. She thought like, well, you're a doctor. Maybe you can at least uh, give us some insights into this body. So, I mean, the reason that he was brought in was all right, but uh, I know, but still, as, you know, but Kevin's they, a doctor too. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is a doctor too. I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, then do it right. Uh, of course, we've got many other storylines that happened Oh, up yes, there. of course. I feel so, like one of the other big ones was uh, Oscar finally agreeing to do treatment. Because of Joss. And let me just say, that little chick that's playing Joss, for a minute, I was kind of tired of seeing her sob. But there's something about her sobbing that kind of doesn't get on my nerves. Like, it feels very earnest and real. And I felt like... I was glad he finally fessed up to her. But what I wasn't having is when she went to go blast out Cameron. I'm like, yo, Cameron was trying to be a friend to you and the little chucklehead boy. Why are you mad at him that he didn't? He was just trying to do what he thought was best for both of his friends. And then his mother went in on him, too. Like he got it from he got it from three different barrels. He was like, yeah, and I'm done. Yeah. But I feel like that needed to happen because we were saying here many times, many weeks, many Sundays, how we were getting tired of him whining and crying about he wasn't going to do the the trial. And I think between Joss and that chat he had with Monica, that pretty much did it. It was nice to see Monica get involved in the storyline a little bit there. And it just, where she goes to Charlie's and says, here, here's, I want to have him for the day. Right. This will cover everything that he would have done for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me go just hang around. So I, I do like, I love the fact that she got, yeah, I love that she got involved in that and that she was trying to do what I didn't love was the fact that Kim actually went to Julian and was asking him to smuggle her and Oscar out of the country and thought she was going to get that pass Drew. I'm like, really? Did you really think that was going to happen? Um, no. I am so, (laughs) I am so glad at least the storyline didn't go in that direction to be having, to have her abduct him and take him to Brazil for this treatment. That would have been like that would have been disastrous. Ugh. Like that would have just been it. Yeah, that would have been too much. I just yeah no. And I, I just don't know. I mean, certainly Kim's. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's hard to say how you would react if it was your only child, and it's only been the two of you for the longest time. Like I get it. Uh, yeah, you know, I get it, but that's kind of extreme. To yeah, to abduct and take him to a foreign country for for uh, and forcibly put him in treatment. I'm like well, all right. So, but uh, once uh, Julian uh, says, hey, Drew, this has happened, this is what's going on, and then ducks out and lets them have, have a talk about it, Kim, at least I like that she apologized by the end of the week. Right, because she was acting all sanctimonious. I'm yes, like, yeah. I'm going to need you to calm your jets down and get your life. You. And I think the thing, to flip it back to Oscar for just a second, I think that the two two deciding things that came up two deciding facts, rather, that came up in him making that decision was, one, Joss was like, well, Jason had a brain tumor, and, you know, it worked out for him. I don't think that ever... I don't think Oscar knew that. If Oscar did know that, he had forgotten about it. 
or never came into his realm. And then there was the the situation where Monica was telling uh, Oscar about Emily and her breast cancer and how somebody had to convince her mm. to get treatment. And I think, you know, when you're in, when you're by yourself, you know, in your solitude time where there's nobody else, t- you know, chatting in your ear or talking to you, you probably, he probably sat down and thought about all those things. He didn't think as long when Joss told him, because at the end of the day, he's got young puppy love and he wants to do this for his girl because he loves her. But she kind of like, I feel bad for her because in the midst of all of this mess, she found herself falling for Cameron because she thought she didn't have a choice. Now she's got this situation where she kind of feels a little something, something for Cameron, which is why I think she popped off on him. Yeah. You know, and now she's got this boyfriend that she's in love with that is basically doing the treatment for her. So she can't really give in to these other urges over here. And it would be cruel to know that your boyfriend is dying, but yet you're going to go fool around with this person. over. It's just that's way too much going on. It's tough in anybody in that situation where how when somebody you care about is... Uh, going through an issue like this, but you may not have that those romantic feelings towards them. Mm. How do you handle that? Uh, when it's do you have hard. to worry about yourself as in that situation too? Because you can't just stick in a relationship simply because that person needs you. It's hard. I mean, I remember when I was in, I think I was in junior high, somebody liked me and I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. This is so bad. Now that it's coming out of my mouth, I wish I hadn't said it. No, it's but too late now. I know, it's too late. But there was somebody in junior high school that liked me, and I didn't like him, and he just wouldn't leave me alone. And <laughs> I full-on made a deal. I was like, look, I'll be your girlfriend for a week, and if at the end of the week I decide it ain't happening, then you have to leave me alone. That's, yeah. That was my solution to the problem. That's not it. You don't do that because that just makes it worse. And so then needless to say, the end of that week rolled around and he liked me even more at the end of the week. And I was ready to bounce. And he actually tried to take me out. And cut to the end of the story. They're now married <laughs> and living happily ever after. Um, no, no. He actually tried <laughs> to take me. He actually tried to take me out. Like, for real. I was sitting on my porch and they did, they did a drive by. Oh, wait. I, holy cow. I thought I meant take you out. Like, take you out for on a date. Oh, no. Like, take me out. Take me out of this world. Oh, that. <laughs> That's, oh, a different, yeah. that's a different type that's of takeout. Di- that's a different kind of scenario, boo. Woo, all right. Uh, well, Carla. But I say that to say that in those types of situations where it's not reciprocal on either end, it's very tricky because there's always one person that feels more than the other, always. And it's very tricky when you're dealing with that. Always very tricky. It'll be interesting to see because they are setting it up into a triangle. So it'll be interesting to see how Jocelyn will react in this yeah it will be interesting to see how she how she reacts if she's gonna like you know leave oscar in the lurch because oscar seems all light and fluffy now that everything's cool with joss he's like yes i told her and then kim kim make everything all about her she's getting on my nerves now she's like well he made it clear that he's not doing this for me i'm like no miss thing all he said was that joss convinced me that didn't he didn't say i'm not doing this for you he didn't verbally say that but he did say, I'm only doing this for Jocelyn. Yeah, but that didn't that doesn't mean that I'm not doing it for you. Yeah, it's, but, not, not, it's not like he's trying to get a shaft to his mom. I'm like, yeah, I'm but get he, out of here with that man. He is trying to stick it to her a little bit by that. It's like, I'm only doing it for Jocelyn. I'm not doing it for you, Mom. It's only for Jocelyn. But because I, I do like that Oscar's like, I'm not moving back in. I'm still staying at the place where I'm at. I'm still doing my own thing. He still has got a big chip on his shoulder when it comes to Kim. 
Well, do you blame him? For two years, she didn't tell him. And then there's Alexis, who's just oh so happy that it worked out the way she needed it to work out. Because she never had any intention of going the distance with that situation. She kept bringing up stuff to make it difficult for him to for him to go. Because as children do, when you think something is too hard and that it's easier for you to stay back home, guess which one you gonna do? You gonna go back home? Most children would. Yeah. Most most would. Some would not, but most of them would be like. Bump this. I'm going back home. <laughs> what was I thinking? I mean, they're really teeing up this house that uh, Oscar's staying at, and Christina's kind of involved with this organ, this group. Miss mm-hmm. so Daisy. Yeah. So I feel like that is uh, being kind of slow burned right now, but I feel like it is definitely going to pick up speed uh, and get all kinds of bonkers and weirdo. Why is Kelly clowning me in the chat room talking about who's the next guest? I don't see Maurice. Kelly? Ooh, Kelly. Girl. Baby. I thought I thought we was here. What's up with that? The next guest probably is going to be Brianna Nicole, who plays Jordan. We're working on that one oh! right now. Yes, I dropped that name. Boom. Okay, and moving on with the storyline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about, real quick, Hayden got in touch with Finn. I don't like how they're playing that out. It's kind of annoying. And are they really going to bring, um, um, what's her name? Rebecca Buttick back yeah. to play Hayden? I would be... Actually, I would be interested in seeing that only because it's having her back in Port Charles. She does have that Finn connection. She also has that uh, uh, um, Daniel Turner connection, um, the Curtis connection. Yeah. And then let's talk about, speaking of Curtis, let's talk about the fact that when Aunt Stella walked into that church, I was like, oh, my God. If she starts whining again about how Curtis and Jordan shouldn't get married, I'm literally going to slip my wrist in this moment. Come on. You knew that was not going to happen. Child... With Aunt Stella, you never know. Anything could happen. There have been many a times I thought she was going to say one thing and she did something else. No way. She she had been played enough that she did not want to be a part of that situation. So for her to actually show up, you knew it was going to be like, I'll set it up to look like I'm really about to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> but it's all love, baby. <laughs> What's the part where they say, um, where they where they say speak now or forever they were like so and the the preacher was like so so where was i she was like forever hold your peace i'm like oh that was funny that was pure comedy that they set her up for that joke i thought that was funny yeah so uh, you know she's able to which is i'm fine you know i because this has been like one of the biggest hurdles in that relationship has been stella's acceptance of jordan yeah. So I'm like, finally, if we can move past that, that's great. And that was Mike that did that, though. It was, which I'm glad. I mean, it, it is nice to have Mike in there, and I like those scenes there because it gives Mike something other to do than just worrying about the Alzheimer's storyline. It gave mm-hmm. him a, a, a motivating force in another storyline. Rumor has it he got a little somebody, somebody coming on the show mm. to play a love interest for him. Ooh. Somebody that he's been meeting at daycare. Well, then and then I, wonder how, I wonder how that's going to you know, fare out for Miss Stella because I don't think Stella going to like that. Yeah, but you know what? I do you think that they? Uh, I don't know. I mean, certainly, I, I enjoy the relationship immensely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I would say maybe that since Stella met that old flame of hers and see Marcus, that he, yeah, and that he's moved on, he's got a family and a wife that's actually in Port Charles looking for treatment as well. Mm-hmm. Allowed her to kind of close that chapter of her life and move I, on. So yeah. maybe she'd be open for that. Yeah, I think that's probably the only reason why she showed up at that wedding is because. She, her her biggest pet peeve was I gave up everything to raise you and your brother. I did, I did, I, 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 I. And now this man shows up and he's like, yo, I'm happy. My wife, blah, 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 blah. And then it made her pause for the cause for a second. She had to go, okay, well, I've been making up a whole scenario that I need to get over myself. And I think she slowly but surely was getting to that place. But then Michael 
was the one that, well, not Michael, but Mike was the one that kind of kicked her over the edge and, and got her there to the wedding. So that was cool. Yeah, I feel like anybody that's ever kind of chosen a different path from somebody that they cared about mm-hmm. has always had like, I'm sure that person's probably just been waiting for me to come back. And, and if our lives were connected, we'd fall right back in. And mm-hmm. then to find out, oh, no, that other person found someone else, lived a, li- uh, a loving life with that person, mm-hmm. started their own family, kind of makes you, when you come back and meet that person again, like, oh, all right. Whoops. That Was, always happens, but yeah. this is that that happens in life. Like there, there are people, there are people in my life that there was like this whole scenario that played out in my head about what my life would be like if they had still been in it, and then some time will pass and I will see them, and then I see them, and I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> no, dodge that bullet. Nope, I'm okay. Yep, I'm good. I could have lived my whole life without that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, one other thing I want to ask you real quick is. Would you have enjoyed doing that uh, Port Charles escape room? No. <laughs> I'm claustrophobic. I don't even like sitting in the middle seat in in an airplane, so no. There was plenty of space in those escape rooms. I'm sorry. It's called an escape room, which means a door is locked and you can't get out. Hell to the gnaw. I'm not being in nobody's escape room. It's just like I said, it's like being in the middle seat in a row in an airplane. There is no escape. You got to climb over somebody to the left or some over somebody to the right to get out. I need to be on the aisle where I can get out, which means I need for a door or a window or something to be open that I can go go, go, go and get out the room. Like, no, I was not having that. It's one of those that when you uh, kind of distill everything that's ever happened in General Hospital history into in the- those escape rooms, you're like, <laughs> what kind of city are we living in? I know when when you look when I looked at that I was like okay oh wait and then real quick let's just talk about the it's a wonderful life segment of Sunny remember (laughs) let's just talk about that real quick because this is what I loved about that I loved how I loved how they saw how how all of those relationships could have played out very differently (sighs) and how everybody kind of eventually ended up with who they ended up with. Yeah. And I love that they brought Dante back. Like, that was kind of cool. Yes. To see him come back. But, child, that made me laugh out loud. I was like, because for a second, I was like, are, are, are they doing this? A Wonderful Life, poor Charles? Oh, yeah. They are. That? <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life, Sonny Corinthos. Yeah, that's what they're doing right now. That was, was a rough watch. That was pure comedy. Yeah. Oh, that made me laugh out loud. And uh, Maurice Bernard... <laughs> Man, I, he has burned it in so far that he is Sonny Corinthos and the way that he dresses. To see him dressing more like Mike. That was the plan. That was, was like, painful. Oh. That was painful. <sighs> to see to see him like running after Anna Devane and, and her being like, you know, this alcoholic, like out of control. That was it was that whole it makes my face hurt. I'm laughing at that. It was pure comedy oh, yeah, pure was, comedy I loved it that was a rough episode to get through <laughs> I, will not, uh, I just we I couldn't let it go when I bring it up because that was funny it was people talk about like those cringe comedies like whether it's Kirby or Enthusiasm Sunny the Cop oh, Ooh, honey where you're like you're watching you're like oh, if I felt Maurice like that. Bernard was playing a cop on General Hospital it would have been off the air a long time ago it's just not as interesting. I'm sorry. It's just not. No, no that's true. Uh, so uh, before we get wrapping up, I mean, it's getting close. Probably should do a little bit of uh, news and gossip. Knock yourself out. Yeah. And we can tie it into other storylines as well, too. No, I think we got through everything yeah. pretty much. Uh, we did talk about uh, good old uh, Felicia Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So uh, she's not really been involved that much in the Ryan Chamberlain storyline as much mm. uh, since everything's kind of really been steamrolling along with various murders and whatnot. But uh, good old uh, Frank Valentini, though, has, the executive producer of GH, as we well know, has uh, warned of Felicia's murder on Twitter, tweeting, Felicia survived Ryan's carnage once before. Can she do it again? Oh, no. You're going to bring her back? Oh, I'm not having that. Yes. Uh, would... I mean, certainly Felicia is a uh, is a beloved uh, character on General Hospital, but she has, you know, just more of a reoccurring character. She's definitely back burner for a very long period of time. You said that about her and and Mac. Yeah, would could you see them actually killing off Felicia in the storyline? Child, I can see them killing off a multitude of people, but I don't. Could I see it? Yes. Do I want to see it? No. No, it's it would be I would be, I would be sad to see that happen. It would be. It would be audacious for you know for GH, and it I mean, would be devastating for Maxie. Do we really want to give Maxie more loss? That's true. I mean, she's lost her husband. She's already lost her sister years ago. I'm just saying, do we really want to do that to Maxie's character? Because then that would mean Maxie doesn't really have a whole lot left. And they're trying to hook her and Peter up. I'm like, he's sitting outside in the hallways watching. I can't. The only thing that would make me think that it wouldn't be happening is that I felt like if they were setting this, something up like this, we'd be seeing a lot more of Felicia in the storyline to get us really more invested in her again. I would love to see more of Felicia, but I'm not having them killing her off. So if y'all are watching or listening, GH writers, please don't kill off Felicia. We love her. I, I just don't think she's been on, on this show in the storyline enough. To have her be a potential victim. <laughs> Dulaman is like, why not? She don't do nothing. True. And I'm frustrated. I've talked about it many times, both with Mac and Felicia, about the lack of material that they're given. But I just think if you wanted to get fans to really get devastated by this, you would show her more in the storyline. Because certainly the longtime viewers already have that attachment to Felicia. Right. But a lot of the, the, the newer the viewers. They don't know. And so they you don't need care. to get them sucked back in. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's, let's wrap it up with a little quick uh, prediction here before we uh, duck out of here. And now, you're after Buzz TV. I'm thinking that sometime before Christmas, All right. I'm not, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm being optimistic that they won't take this Ryan Chamberlain murder spree into the new year. I'm hoping that by the, by the time the new year starts, we, we'd be on to something else, you know. Um, I could be wrong, <laughs> but I'm hoping that that kind of gets close to wrapping up. I'm hoping that we see Oscar start his trial and to see what complications are going to arise as a result of that, because we know that some complications are going to arise as a result, as a result of that. And um, I want to see uh, how Jordan and Curtis's marriage progresses now that they have Aunt Stella's blessing. Uh, I will say, because it seems like, as we talked about, uh, Ryan's murder seemed to be falling on the holidays. Mm-hmm. But we've got Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. So two holidays pretty close oh, to each other. maybe it'll be New Year's. But, or do we get two murders? It would be interesting to see if he doubles up that quickly. And if mm-hmm. he does that, could that be the, the start of maybe he's, he's going too fast and something starts uh, throwing people, well, tipping. They're going to kill off half the cast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So I, I'd be all done. If they're going to do it, if they're going to commit to the holiday bit, then, uh, then I want to see them every around every holiday. They got to mm. do something okay. if that's the case. I mean, I guess right. if we see something happen at Christmas, then I'm definitely going to want to see something at New Year's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. But I feel like I would think if that's the case, then that's when we're going to start seeing people getting on. Like, hold on a second, what is going on with Kevin? Yeah. And maybe that starts turning it. But 
Well, we'll see. Uh, but the only uh, way you'll he- know how we feel about what's going on is by tuning into next Sunday's episode of the GH Report. Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> folks, thanks for joining us again. And it's been a long two weeks, and we have missed you. Hopefully, uh, just as much as you've missed us, or at least Carla. You don't have to miss me. I understand <laughs> that completely. But as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Uh, sharing your thoughts there as well. But if you want to continue the conversation with any of us, even after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you? Let me tell y'all, it was a record 60-some-odd people in the chat room tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love y'all so very much. And you can find me across all social media platforms, excuse me, at The Curvy Critic. You can also find me at 5 o'clock. If you want to know what good movies to watch during this award season, join me for Black Tomatoes over at Black Hollywood Live. 5 o'clock every Sunday, and right here at the GH Report every Sunday with my boy Frank Moran. Happy Go Jackie. Oh, look at that. Yes. And folks, uh, as always, uh, by subscribing here, you're, you're, uh, you're not only helping our show grow, but you're helping all of AfterBuzz continue to grow. Because when you subscribe, we're going to suggest other great YouTube AfterBuzz content for you to watch as well, too. Uh, and don't worry if you're uh, subscribing to something and worrying about those pesky notifications. They're optional. So subscribe and let us uh, know in the comments. And Carla, she's been talking a lot about uh, candle making. She'll make you a great candle uh, shape in the shape of your favorite GH character and send it right over to you. I can't stand you. That is not happening. <laughs> uh, but for now, folks, thanks for being the best fans around and for making us the ESPN or TV talk. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. We'll see you back here next Sunday for another episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 